Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. We're in a series right now, and we're in a series that we've entitled this, Adrift, Guardrails to Save Your Life. Look at your neighbor and say, someone needs to save your life. Come on. Look look at your other neighbor, because I didn't hear enough volume, and say, someone needs to save my life. Come on, tell somebody to save my life. We've been in this series, and here's kind of the premise. And if you've been here for every week and you already know, then just forgive us for being repetitive. But the premise of this series is that all of us, someone say all, all of us, we are prone to drift. Brandon, what do you mean drift? What I mean is all of us, we are prone to drift away from the things of God, away from from, from what is right and towards what what is wrong, what is evil, what is not of God. Um, I use this example, and I'm going to keep on using it because it's the best one that I know, but I think about my son. Anyone, can you tell me my son's name? I, t- I talk about him all the time. Someone, uh, Elisha's actually his real name, Elisha Graham Dearman. And they said, I love when you talk about your son. He's so funny. He is funny for you. He's painful for me. But it's like when we go to the beach or went to the beach and he's in the ocean and it takes about 10 seconds for him to drift from where he's supposed to be to way down there because the current is so strong. And what we got to realize is that the current of life, it's stronger than you are. Like, I, I know we got a lot of people in here tonight, and, and you're a good person. How many of you, by show of hands, you would just say, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good person. Like, that's, if your hand's not up, you see yourself as a bad person, and even, either we need to be afraid of you or we need to pray for you, either one. Um, but for, like, for the most part, it's like, I'm a good person, man. I mean, I live in Fort Mill. It's basically a gated community. I live in Tiga K, man. Like the worst thing that's happened all year is someone's dog pooped in my driveway. Like it's like I'm it's a gated community. But but even when when we're good people, even when we've been raised in a Christian home, even when we have good intentions, here, here's what the Bible tells us: your flesh, what you want to do, what your ideas are, what your desires are, what you think is right, your flesh, it rages against God. Do you know that? The Bible says the spirit of God and your flesh, they're always in contrast. What I want to do is not always and generally not what God's asking me to do. It's like I had someone ask me one time, they said, hey, Brandon, I, I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be really, really generous. I feel like I'm supposed to be really, really generous, and I'm supposed to give money like towards this missions organization. Kimberly, your fingers are so much smaller than mine. Could you turn my phone off? It takes me like a key to get the little thing down, and I, it's, my fingers, don't kid, thank you so much. They're like, I, I feel like I'm supposed to give towards this like missions thing, but I don't know, man. How do I know that's God? And I said, do you know how you know that's God? Because the devil wouldn't tell you to be generous and give towards, towards a missions thing. And there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that your flesh wants to give $250 away. I don't want to give money away. I want to get more money for myself. The flesh, it always rages against the things of God. And, and, and secondly, here's what the Bible says, that the whole world, someone say the whole world, just the whole world, that the whole world's under the sway of the evil one. Everything in our culture, 
everything in the world that we live in is, brace yourself, big word, scary word, but real word, it's demonically inspired. Do you know that? That that everything is, there is nothing in this world that is not spiritual. There is no neutral. And because we live in a world that has a culture that's demonically inspired under the sway of the evil one, and my flesh wants to go this direction, I, I'm, I'm prone to drift. But here, here's what we've been talking about. God is so good and God is so faithful that God has given us guardrails to put in place that protect us and preserve us from the drift of life. We talked about the first week, the guardrail of being someone that prays, someone that worships. The Bible goes, don't be anxious for anything, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And last week, we talked about what I believe, and, and, and I, I do believe this, I do think this, and I think it's biblically like sound, but, but there could be differing opinions. What I really do believe and think the number one guardrail in, in, in the world is, it's the word of God. The number one guardrail that's gonna keep you from drifting is getting this book in your heart. It, it, it's becoming a young man or a young woman that gets obsessed with the Bible, obsessed with the scripture, that you become someone that you learn to love to read and study and memorize this word. We talked about all, uh, all week last week. We talked about last, last uh, Wednesday. We, we talked about how God's word in our heart, it keeps us. And it pre- we, we gotta get God's word in our heart. And here's what I told you last week. I told you this week, we're gonna talk about how to read the Bible. It wasn't part of what I was originally planning to do, but I thought, you know what, if this is the number one guardrail that we got to get in our life, we should probably take time and stop and say, let's talk about how to read the Bible. Now, real quick, look at your neighbor and say, you're not too cool for church. Come on, let them know. If your neighbor didn't engage this, push them and say, you're not too cool for church either, bro. Mr. Like, I'm so cool. I don't have to repeat after the pastor. Come on, help me out up here. But but so, so, so no one's too cool for church. So everyone's got to participate, okay? All participation. Eyes, eyes and ears up here. How many of you would say by show of hands, wh- whether you do it or not, you would say that reading the Bible on a daily or a consistent basis is probably a good idea. Let me see your hands. Okay. So that's like, like you, it's probably a good idea. Okay. How many of you would say by show of hands, reading the Bible getting God's word in my heart, it would probably help me. Show of hands. Okay. Now, now it's probably going to be the exact same number of hands. How many of you would say there are times that you struggle to want to read the Bible? And even when you do read the Bible to feel like you get anything out of it. That's like, yeah, probably same amount of hands. And, and what I want to do tonight in a really practical way is I want to uh, give you kind of four thoughts that come from 15 years. Uh, I have been uh, consistently reading the Bible. My goal has been to read the Bible every single day and do my daily devotions for a little over 15 years now. Have I been perfect? Absolutely not. But it's been my desire to go every day. I want to spend time in God's Word for 15 years. And I'm going to give you tonight, out of 15 years of consistently spending time in God's Word, four things that I believe are essential to learning how to read the Bible. And in each of them, I'm going to share with you what I've, what I've got right and what I've got wrong, because I think it can really help you to really learn to, to, uh, to spend time with God in a way that really, really, uh, is, is, is not just like beneficial, but, but really you learn to love it 
And, and, and I'll just say real quick, this kind of is my story. I got serious about God when I was about 18 years old. And here's what I knew. I knew I know nothing. That's what I knew. I'm like, I, I, I want to serve God. I want to follow God. I feel like God's calling, call, got a call in my life, but I know absolutely nothing. And what I knew is if I don't give my life to this book, to God's word, I'm, I'm not going to make you know what I feel like God's calling me to. And, and, and what I've learned is that, um, that, that discipline leads to desire. Can I say that again? That discipline always leads to desire. And then when I just said, I'm, I'm going to just make it a discipline in my life, I have grown to become someone that genuinely, like, like do you, do you want to know what things that make me mad in the morning? Like, what makes me mad in the morning is not waking up early. What makes me mad in the morning is not like, you know, coffee breath. What makes me mad in the morning is missing time, re, uh, uh, time with God. Like, like if I, I get frustrated, I'm like, oh, man. God, such and such happened. I, I didn't get to be, because I've learned to love and look forward to spending time in God's word. And so I want to read you this passage real quick, and then we're going to get to the main text. And I'm going to give you four things tonight that I think are going to be really, really helpful. Someone say, I'm ready for it. Ready. All right. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 97 through 100 is the first thing I want to read because I, I want to change your perspective real quick on the Bible, and then, and then I'm going to show you how to read it, okay? Um, Psalm 119, uh, verse 97 through 100. Uh, will it be on the screen? I, I know that I didn't give it to you. I, I, I forgot. If not, no worries. Let me just read it real quick. Oh, yeah, here we go. Psalm 119, verse 97, Brad the man. Uh, the, the psalmist is writing, he says this, Oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all the day. Pause. This is a different mentality than a lot of us have. The psalmist goes, oh man, I love the Bible. Oh man, I'm, I'm obsessed with God's word. I love the scripture. It's the thing I'm thinking about all day long. Let's just be real tonight. For most of us, that is not what we would write. We'd be like, oh man, God, I think I should spend more time reading the Bible. I forgot again. But, but the psalmist goes, oh, how I love your law. It's the thing I'm thinking about all, all day long. In verse 98, this is what he says. This, this, this got me and it changed me. He said, you, someone say you. you. All right, say this like with, with, with some enthusiasm loudly. Just say you. you. All right, now full participation. Get your finger, not the middle one, the pointer finger, okay? Now look up at this guy and, and, and point up at this guy and, and like you're talking to God, just say you. All right, okay, so he's talking about God. He goes, you, listen, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Verse 99, we'll come back to 98. I have more understanding than all my teachers. How many of you, you already knew that. You go to school every day, you're like, bro, I know more than you. Honestly, like, how did you get a degree? I have more understanding than all my teachers for, for your testimonies, for the word of God, the law of God are my meditation. Verse 100, we'll end right here. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Go, go back to verse 98. The, the psalmist, he goes, God, I love the Bible so much. God, I love your word so much. It's what I think about all the time. He said, here's why I love it, because you... Through your commandments, give me wisdom. Now, that, that's, that's important. And we're going to come back to that. He, he goes, God, it's actually not the Bible. Someone say it's not the Bible. He goes, God, it's actually not the Bible that gives me wisdom. 
God, it's actually not your word that teaches me. God, actually, it's not all the things you've written that are helping me. He said, God, it's you who make me wiser. God, it's you who teach me. God, it's you who give me wisdom. He says, through your commandments. Here's how I want you to think about the Bible tonight. I want you to think about the Bible like this cell phone. Okay, ready? This is not planned. This is not planned. I'll call my wife. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. You're on speakerphone with LYC. Say hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, question, um, just real quick. What What's the thermostat on right now in our house? Um, well, the upstairs is on 71, and the downstairs is on 70. Nice, okay. You can, you can verify I'm not home, right? You're not home. Okay, I'm not, I'm not home. So how am I getting this information right now? Because I'm giving it to you. You're giving it to me, okay. We didn't plan this, right? And what, what am I using to get this information? What? <laughs> it's a cell phone, Jenny. I'm getting it through a cell phone. I love you so much. I love you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> so, like, we're not in the same room right now. I mean, the clock is running. She gets it, you know? Like, we're not in the same room right now. She has something that I don't have. She has information. She has knowledge. She, I don't have it. She does. She has texted me. <laughs> um, and I'm not there. Like, we're not side by side. But she can give me wisdom. She can help me to know something and see something through a cell phone. See, a lot of us, our hang-up with the Bible is we think like the Bible's God. We, we think that the Bible is like a history book or a science book or like a math, you know, textbook. They're like, we go to the Bible like, all right, I got to like figure out how to, but really all the Bible is is a tool. That's all it is. And, and, and what I love about Psalm 119 is the psalmist goes, oh God, I love my cell phone. Oh, oh, God, I love my iPhone. I love it so much. I love this thing. I know it's old. It's an, it's an 11. It's not the new one, but oh, I love it so much. It's leather-bound with this case. It's just so amazing. But, but I love it because it's the way that I hear from you. I love it, God, because you, through this, this tool, because you're the one that's giving me wisdom and speaking to me, and all the Bible is, hear me tonight, it is a vessel, it is a tool that God uses to personally mentor and disciple and teach and mold and shape our life into who God has called us to be. We need God's help. We need God to, to, to mold us. We need God to shape us. We need God to give us wisdom. We need God to change and transform us. And God, through his word, gives us wisdom that we need. He teaches us. See, I, I think the first thing you, you got to realize in how, how to read the Bible is you got to realize that when you go to spend time with God every day, you're not going to a book, you're going to God. 
You're not going to read the Bible. You're not going to study. You're going to spend time with him. And he promises that when you go to spend time with him, that he'll meet you there. Just like I have full confidence, I could, I won't, but I could, I could dial this number again. And my wife would answer the phone, maybe. I, I have confidence that when I go to God's word, that God meets me there and God speaks to me. Now, because I took so much time that I, that, that I didn't plan to, to take, um, Luke chapter 24 uh, go to Luke chapter 24 with me and um, we're not going to read it, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. And then we're going to pick and choose a couple verses from the story that, uh, are really going to help you and give you four thoughts on how to read the, read the Bible. Everyone say, I'm still ready. I'm still ready. Right, I'm, I'm still ready. Okay. So Luke 24, here's the story. There's these two men and they're walking on the seven mile road to Emmaus. What's the longest you've ever walked or you've ever ran before, by the way, anyone Long, longest you've ever walked six miles, someone Camden, 10 miles. Let's go. Anybody else? Come on. Three miles. miles. Anybody else? Emily. 16 miles. Anybody you've walked or ran longer than 16 miles? I don't know. That's that's, that's a minute though. But but they're they're walking seven miles. They're on the road to Emmaus is what it's called. And these two guys, here's what happened. Jesus had just died. Jesus had just been crucified. And um, they were followers of his, and they, they, they didn't know whether or not he was really going to rise. And so, you know, pretend like it's me and Cam, and me and Cam, we're just cruising, we're walking. But <clears throat> we're, we're, we're walking in such a way that um, we have heavy hearts. And, and the Bible says they're walking and they're talking like, what's going on? Like, we gave our whole life to follow this guy, Jesus. I thought he was the Messiah, like he did all those miracles and he preached those great sermons. And man, when I was with him, like my heart was burning on the inside. I could, like, I could have swore he was the Messiah and, and now he's dead. And what are we going to do? And the Bible says that while they're speaking, while they're talking, while, while, they're con- while they're contemplating the things of God, that Jesus shows up. They don't know it's him, by the way. It's like undercover boss or something like that. They don't know it's him, but he just, he's there. And he goes, hey guys, uh, cool Birkenstocks. I love them so much. Yeah, I got Birks too, yeah, cool. Um, what are you guys talking about? And, and they go, are you the only person in Jerusalem that isn't on TikTok? Are you kidding me right now? Are you the only person that, do you not have an Instagram? Like, I, like my grandma has an Instagram, bro. My dog, ha- do you not know what's going on? He's like, no, like, I, like wh- wh- why don't you like tell me about it? So they start telling him everything that had happened. There's this guy, Jesus, and we we're following him. And he, I, we thought he was the promised Messiah. And, and, and you, sh- you should have heard the way he spoke. I mean, I, you should have just looked into his eyes. I, it changed. It did something. I thought he was the one, but he died. And the Bible says this, that, that, that Jesus, he, he begins from, from the law of Moses. So he will just say this. He, he begins from the end all the way to the beginning. No, that's not right. He goes from the beginning all the way to the end, and he begins to teach them all the things that were said about Jesus. The Bible says they finally get to to their destination. And the Bible says that Jesus, he was like, all right, guys, it's been real. See ya. And he he goes to walk off and and they go, wait, 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 w
stay with us a while, man. Like we were just about to get a Big Mac. Do you like Big Macs? Have you heard of Big Macs? You haven't? Bro, it's three buns in one sandwich, honestly. You gotta have a Big Mac. He goes, oh, cool, I'll stay. The Bible says they sit down and as they they begin to eat and as they they begin to, to, to share this meal, that their eyes were opened. And all of a sudden they realized it's him. And as soon as they realized it was him, he was gone. They're like, what in the, are you sure those mushrooms on that pizza were regular mushrooms? Like what, what we are, are you kidding? And, and, and they run and they go find the rest of the apostles and they tell them what happened. Now from that story, there are four things that speak to me and teach me how to approach God. I want to give you four of them. Number one, write this down. The first thing we got to do for we're going to really spend time with God is we have to posture our heart to be hungry. What do you mean posture our heart to, to be hungry? Look, I told you we're going to go to some of the verses from this passage. Um, Luke, uh, Luke chapter uh, 24, verse 14 and 15, listen to what it says. It says, as they talked together of all these things which had happened, so it was while they conversed. Someone say while. While they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Can can I tell you something that you need to know if you're going to serve God and you're going to experience the presence and power of God? God only comes. Let me say this. God comes most often when people have hungry hearts. I'm going to read you a couple scriptures. Matthew 5, 6 says this. Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those, blessed are those, I said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who have a hunger for God, for they shall be filled. The Bible says this in James chapter 4, verse 8. It says, James 4, 8. The Bible says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The Bible shows us cover to cover that God responds to hearts that are, that are hungry for him. Well, okay, Brandon, here's our first problem, because I'm not really hungry for God. Can I just tell you, you have to stir up a hunger for God. Your flesh, let's just, let's call it what it is. Your flesh is not hungry for God. Well, you know, Pastor Brandon, not, not everyone's a pastor, you know. I get it. You're a pastor. You're probably, you know, you're all into the God stuff. I'm just a normal teenager. I'm, no, no, no. My flesh is not hungry for God. You know what my flesh is hungry for? My flesh is hungry for coffee, for YouTube, for golf, for basketball, for sports center, like I, I, my flesh is not like, oh my gosh, I, you, who's in for fasting today? Like, I'm, that's not me. But, but we've been given responsibility to stir up our hung, hunger for God. I think about Psalm 103 where David goes, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. David's doing self-talk. David's going, hey, you, you need to engage God today. Like, you don't want to, you don't feel like you need it. And, and, and he goes, I'm going to choose to remember and think about all the things that God has, has done. Can I tell you, you have to stir up a hungry heart. Be, because I told you, I'm going to give you some misses 
and 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 like some wins. Here, here's when I've spent time reading reading the Bible and spending time with God, where I've got nothing, and it's been the worst. When I'm like this. Okay, all right, let's see. It is um, 7.51. I need to leave at 9 o'clock. I really don't want to spend time with with God. I really don't want to spend time with God. Uh, But I feel like I really need to. I feel like I really have to because if I don't, am I even a good pastor? I mean, honestly, I have to preach next week and am I even going to have anything? All right, all right. One, two, three. You can do it. Go. Done. Nailed it. Checkbox. I'm doing it out of obligation. I'm doing it because I feel like I have to. I'm doing it because I think it makes me a better Christian and more pleasing to God. And never have I ever walked away from that experience. Like, wow, that was amazing. No, usually it's like, all right, great, I did it. I hope it did something. Gotta go. But at the times that I've stopped and said, Lord, I would more rather sit on the couch and watch TV right now, if I'm being honest. But God, I really need you. I'm, I'm kind of a wreck on the inside. And I'm, I feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions. And I know that the only thing that really can, can help me and to call, it's you, God. And so God, I, I'm just asking you, would you meet me here? God, I need, when, when my heart gets hungry, I most often meet God. Number two, write this down because it, it connects. Number two, you have to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you and open your eyes. The Bible says this in uh, Luke 24, verse, tw- verse 27, um, in this passage we read, it, or in this passage I told you about, it says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them. One translation says he opened their eyes and he taught them. He expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Do you know why I said we got to invite the Holy Spirit, not Jesus? Because Jesus ain't here no more. He's not. Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. But Jesus said, when I go, I will send my spirit and he will be just like I am with you. See, the Bible, the Bible says this in John chapter 16, verse 12 through 13. Please be quick with the scripture because I'm running out of time. John chapter 16, verse 12 through 13. The, uh, Jesus says, so when they were filled... He said to his disciples, that is totally not the right scripture. Uh, John 16, verse 12. You know what? Let me just tell you what it says. John 16, verse 12, and John 14, 26, if you want to write it down. There we go. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Jesus goes, here's the deal. I have a lot of stuff I want to tell you. And so I'm going to send my spirit and he will lead and guide you into all truth. He will teach you all things and he will bring to your remembrance things that I said to you. We have to invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. How do I do that? I'll tell you, most of my time with Jesus has been spent at Starbucks, God's most holy temple. It's where, it's where he meets with me. Um, honestly, most of my time has been spent at Starbucks only because um, when I first really got serious about the Lord, I was a very, very busy person and I would go to Starbucks to get my coffee and I would go straight to school. And so I would just sit there and drink coffee and I'd read the Bible. But, but mo- most times I would sit there and before I'd open my Bible, I, I would do this. 
Lord, there's a lot of people around. So, you know, I can't jump up and be like, shut up, Bada Honda. I invite your presence, right? I, I can't do that right now. So, Lord, um, I really need you to speak to me. God, I'm trying the best I can right now to be who you want me to be. God, I desperately want to become the person you've called and created me to be. I can't do it on my own. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for your word. And I thank you that as I open it, you're gonna speak to me today. Like th that prayer that I pray almost every time I preach, God, open our eyes, open our ears and open our heart. Do you know where I got that from? I got that from my quiet time with God. Almost every day praying, God, open my eyes today to see what only you can show me. Open my eyes today, God, to see. I wanna see you, Jesus. I, I need to see you. I need to know that you're real. God, open my ears today to hear your voice. God, I need to hear your voice. Would you speak to me and show me something? And God, open my heart. Would my heart not be callous, but would you open my heart to receive? And right wherever I was, I would sit there and say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Do you know why? Because you cannot get the Bible without him. What did the psalmist say? God, it's you through these commandments. Let's get, it's not the Bible, it's you. And so we have to stop. Can, can I tell you the, the, the times that have been really, really not good is when I think I can just figure it out and I'm checking off a box. And so I go, all right, oh, 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 oh shoot, we're running out of time. All right, Proverbs chapter one. Because I can't do it and neither can you. And so you gotta stop and you gotta invite the Holy Spirit. Number three, write this down. You need to linger longer than you have to. We don't have time, but I, I could preach on this for seven hours. You, you have to linger longer than you have to. Verse 28 and 31. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're falling asleep or you lose an attention, um, pay attention because you need to get this. Uh, it says this, Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. Interesting. He indicated, hey, I'm, I'm good if you're good. You good? Like, it's, it's been real, man. I'm like, you, 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 you good? Verse 29, but they constrained him. They constrained him saying, abide with us. For it's towards the evening and the day is far spent. And so he went in to stay with them. Verse 30, now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Verse 31, last one. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Can, can, can I just fill you in? Do you know why you don't get as much as you should be getting from the Lord? Because you're too quick. Can I just say that everyone, everyone in this room, including myself, we have a tendency, we're just too quick like someone preaches more than 25 minutes and you're like, come on, bro. Come on. Like, I'm like, I got stuff to do. You, you, you go to a prayer time or someone invites you to a church service or you think about spending time with God. It's like, yeah, but like, but like how much time is it going to take though? We're too quick. It, it, it amazes me on, on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, church gatherings, even in myself, that we can be in a room full of people that have a desperation for Jesus and, and, and yet, everyone's like this. In Jesus' name, all God's people say amen. 
cool. All right, peace out. Hey, good to see you, man. I'll see you. Red Bull, sushi. All right, cool. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a roll. And, and we're so quick. Can I tell you, you miss so much of what God has because you don't linger. And I don't just mean like at church or in time. I just mean in general that you're too quick to walk away from moments with God. You don't take enough time to stop and just say, no, shh. I don't want to be done, God, until I know that you're done. And even if I'm sitting here for a little bit longer, even if it's a little bit weird or awkward, I just, I don't want to be done, God, until, like the Bible goes that he, he was good. He goes, you guys good? I'm good. You good? Like, I'm, I think I'm going to keep going. And they constrained him. Can I ask you a question? Not your question. Did they get the revelation that it was Jesus before or during dinner? during dinner, wasn't it? They, they, they still didn't really know who he was. They still didn't really know who, who, who they were talking to. They still didn't really know what was actually happening. And if they had not constrained him, if they didn't say, no, 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 wait, 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 like let's, like, let's keep talking, they would have missed it. You miss so much because you go so fast and so do I. All right, cool. I got it. You got 30 minutes today. Old, new, proverb, scripture, observation, application, prayer. Nailed it. Coming, mom. And, and it's like, it's, it's an academic exercise to you, not an exercise of intimacy with God. It's academic to you, not relationship. When we linger, God meets us there. I think I have a scripture for that. I don't remember, to be honest. But, but the Bible teaches us, yeah, go, go to Psalm just 103, verse 6 real quick. The, the, the Bible teaches us this, that, that, that when we, that is so, like, what is wrong? Brad, I'm the worst person ever, bro. Please pray for me. Why do I keep giving you wrong scriptures? Psalm 130, verse 6. What is wrong with me? 103, if you have it, cool. If not, no worries. Bottom line is there's a ton of scriptures that say you should wait upon the Lord. Here's one of them. My soul waits for the Lord. My soul waits for the Lord. Can I tell you, God is not waiting on us. We're waiting on God. Come on, God. No, 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 no. Reverse that. Lord, I'm here as long as you need me to be here because I'm on, I'm on your timetable. My soul waits for the Lord. More than those who watch for the morning, yes, more than those who watch for the morning. Because we live in a world of hurry, lingering may be awkward. Can I just say it? Like, like because we live in a world that is so fast-paced and because we, we live like this, lingering and waiting longer than you have to, it may feel uncomfortable. It, it may get kind, kind of awkward for you because you're not used to being still. But I'm just telling you, you got to wait for longer than you think. Brandon, what am I doing when, when I'm waiting? Number four, write this down and we'll, we'll close right here. But, but here, here's the fourth one I want to give you. Think it clear, write it down, share it with someone. Think it clear, write it down, share it with someone. Someone say, think it clear, write it down, share it with someone. Luke 24, verse 35 says this. Um, 
last passage or last scripture in this passage, Luke 24, 35. It says, and they, and they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. They, they run and they go and they share with all the apostles and all the disciples. You'll never believe what just happened. Do, do you know one of the keys to, to spending time with God on a regular basis that really is meaningful is, is not just being like, God, I need you, I'm hungry, and not just inviting him and saying, God, speak to me, God, talk to me, and not just be, being willing to wait and to linger, but it's thinking it clear. Like, like, do you guys remember the scripture? The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your, and your, someone said it, who, who, who said it, with all your, with all your mind. How often do you serve God with, with, with your mind? Just real, real question. How often do you serve God with the brain he gave you? Well, all the time, Brandon. No, 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 no. I don't mean like the mental energy it takes to like read a passage. I don't mean the me- mental energy it took to sign up for LS's got to. I mean like how often do you use the 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 creativity and do you stretch your intellect to worship him? The Bible says we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, but with all of our mind. And and some of the most intimate, some of the deepest some of the most transformational revelation that you will get and that I've gotten, it's not come from big aha moments. It's come from thinking. It's come from saying, God, I'm, I'm gonna wait here. And as, as you begin to speak to me, I'm, I'm gonna think it clear. Okay, God, I feel, I feel like you're saying this. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been like in groups of people doing devos and, and it, it'll go something like this. Pearl, can I pick on you? Thanks. All right, Pearl. So like what, what verse did you get today? Uh, John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and this is made up, by the way. It didn't really happen because Pearl's really awesome. I said, that's amazing, Pearl. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, like, what, like, 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 what do you think God's trying to speak to you? I don't know. But yeah, but like, okay, so like that verse was really like, you know, it stuck out to you. So like, what do you think? Like, like, what's it saying? Just like a lot of cool stuff about God. Like, like I love this Frappuccino. Like he just loves me, you know? Well, like, but like, so cool. But like, so how does that change you? I don't know. And, and I've had so many, not with Pearl, but so many conversations with people, it's like, cool. But what does that mean? I, I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. It's just, you know, it's really good. I used to have a friend every time, bro, how, how's your time with the Lord? Oh, man, a lot of stuff in James, bro. It's super good. It's sick. But like, what though? Ah, uh, you know, just cool stuff, man, about God and stuff. But like, how's it like changing you? I don't know, man. Just, you know, it's just like, you know, God. Because we don't think about it. We don't stop and go, God, okay. So here's the verse that really stuck out to me, but God, what are you saying? What does it mean? What, well, if it means that, then God, how do I apply that to my life? Like, like I'm leaving the house this morning and I'm going to school and I'm about to walk into algebra two. 
how does this affect me when, I don't know, and we don't think it clear. See, we, we, we got to take time to, you can throw point number four up again. We got to take time to think it clear, to write it down. Brandon, why is it important to write it down? Because you need to learn. Someone say learn. You need to learn how to articulate what God is speaking to you and how you should respond to it. Uh, Brandon, wh- why, do I, why do I need to learn that? I promise you, I'm ending right now, maybe. Brandon, wh- why do I need to learn that? How many by show of hands, you'd be honest enough to say that you have a hard time sharing your faith with people at school or people in your world? It's a lot of us. And the people that don't have their hands up, it's because they're lying or they're too cool for school. Do you know why you have a hard time sharing your faith? Do you know, have a, you know why you have a hard time uh, talking about God? Because you have never learned or taken time to learn how to articulate it. You feel it, but you don't know how to articulate it. You, you, you feel it, but you haven't thought about it. You haven't thought it clear and learned how to write it down. And we gotta get good at thinking it clear, writing it down, and then looking for opportunity to share with someone. Bible says this, Romans 1.15, and we're, we're, we're done. Romans 1.15, Paul says, as much, someone say as much, as much as is in me, Romans 1.15, I'm ready to be poured out. He goes, listen, As much as is in me, I'm ready to be poured out. One of the silliest prayers is, God, use me. God, I want to be be used by you. And it's like you got nothing in you, though. Like you're you're like an empty cup. You're like, God, I just want you to use me and pour my life out. And there's nothing in there. Paul goes, as much as is in me, I'm ready to pour it out. We won't go there, but Jesus said, freely receive, freely give. This process is I give, and then you give. I, I, I show you something, and you show someone else. I, I help you with something, and you help someone else with the same thing. See, God is trying to change us and teach us and speak to us, not just for us, but for the world around us. When we take time to go, all right, God, I'm going to just stir myself up. I need to be hungry for you. You respond to hungry hearts. So God, I just remind myself, I need you. I need your word. It's not just a book. God, help me today to have a passion for you. I don't feel like spending time with, but God, help me to grow in that. I'm inviting you, Holy Spirit, come and speak to me. Come and talk to me. All right, I'm going to wait. I'm going to linger. I'm going to kind of just, God, I'm, I'm, I'm here waiting for you. Even if I got to be here a little bit longer than's comfortable, God, I, I really want to hear from you and I want to sense your presence. And I'm going to think it clear, write it down. It changes your process. And here, here's, here's my my encouragement, my conclusion, and my my uh, encur- encouragement. As I already said that, um, this Sunday, someone say this Sunday, we are concluding our section on Bible reading. I don't know if you have um, caught on to this, but I talked about reading the Bible last Wednesday. I talked about reading the Bible this past Sunday via video. I'm talking about reading the Bible tonight. And this Sunday, someone say this Sunday. What we're going to do is we're going to actually read the Bible together. We're actually, we're actually, we're going to set up round tables and chairs in here. If you don't have a Bible, no worries, but I'm encouraging you, bring your Bible, bring a journal, but we're going to provide Bibles. We're going to provide stuff to write with journals. And we're actually going to together 
we're going to learn how to read the Bible. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be uncomfortable. We're, we're going to go through this process. Pastor Sebastian's going to lead us. And we're going to take time out of training. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.